Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Welcome to Not Just Football, and I am Cam Hayward, and that is Hayden Walsh. And you are here for a special episode of Conference Championship Football. Let's get right into it. Hayden, how do you feel today? Uh, great. Uh, two pretty good games. I'd say the first one wasn't as good, but the second one was a really good game today. Did you enjoy watching these? No. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you had to be happy for your friends who were playing in the games, though, at least, right? Yeah, I got to shoot a text out to uh, Tyson, uh, Javon, just saying, proud of both of those guys and making it, uh, you know, it. It was kind of rough watching that uh, Lions and 49ers game because you're like, man, Ty might get a chance to go to a Super Bowl. And I'm like, shoot, now Javon might get the chance to go to Super Bowl. And then uh, you look at that game, it was just unbelievable. Um, You know, I always think back to the gift where it's like, you know, they had us in the first half. And now I'm not going to lie, but uh, man, 49ers turned it on that second half. It was unbelievable how that game changed. And to be up, what was it, 24 to... Seven. 24-7. Seven. Yeah. Man, some things went wrong. Um, you know, I've always been a proponent. Uh, being up three scores is three plays. And so you, you get into a game and you say, um, how can we make this up uh, one play at a time? And, you know, you had a little bit of luck with Ayuk. Uh, mm. What a crazy catch that was. Like, you know, I don't think... Everybody liked to make a big deal about Lamar's big play of him catching the ball. Yeah, that's cool. But to know that Brian Branch had a clear interception in that um in by the by Detroit. Um, and then it bounces off his head, and then IU grabs it out of nowhere um to really jolt what the 49ers need to get started. And um, you know, the rest is history from there. Yeah, that play felt like it changed the entire game. Um, you know, I think we were talking at, you know, before the record, what it's like a, a succession of like four plays after that. They score on the next play, right? And then mm-hmm. what, two plays later, Gibbs fumbles. And you're talking about three plays, man. It, it felt like it was that quick. I mean, they were down 17 to start the half. And then within like five minutes of the half, they were within seven and getting the ball back to go score again. So the I know nobody likes to believe in momentum, but it definitely felt like momentum shifted on the Ayuk play. The big Mo was present. Um, you know, I was telling you in the first half, Ben Johnson, mm. the first half, he had them rolling. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better start to the game, uh, you know, with especially with the uh, end around with uh, Jamison Williams to get it started. And then you just felt like uh, there was a lot of momentum in the game. And then in the second half, that you play just opened it. And, you know, it was it was like the floodgates. Uh, Christian McCafferty, um, you know, I think not enough people give him the credit he deserves, but the dude runs uh, strong and he runs with purpose. Uh, sometimes he gets down for one, three, but then shoots off for 20, 30. And you saw how he just waged the war on that defense in the second half. And, you know, he was always falling forward. It's funny. They actually did a pretty good job against him in the first half. He didn't go crazy. And even he didn't even get over 100 yards rushing, but I'm with you. That guy, he'll get you three, he'll get you four, and then he splurts for 25. And it just feels like, I mean, that that play late where he landed on his head, I mean, I mean, he took that ball and took it down to the three, and the game was basically over. Um, one thing I want to say. He's an all-purpose guy. He's oh, an all-purpose guy. I want to say, though, is I got to give the Lions credit, man. They ran the ball all over San Francisco and did a great job 
Just, mm-hmm. I mean, what, how, what do you attribute though to the second half? Was it momentum? What happened? What adjustments were made by San Francisco? So one thing I think that was very present is they took St. Brown out of the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Brown, I think caught like five passes in the first half on third down. Um, and he was, he was the guy who was just Mr. Reliable. Then you look in the second half, I think he had like one or two catches. Um, you know, when you take a guy out, um, I don't think Detroit was ready to handle that as well. Um, you know, because then they asked, they asked other guys to step up like Reynolds, uh, Reynolds had two big drops in this game, especially in the second half. And, uh, one was a fourth down play. The other, um, uh, I can't remember where the other one was, but um, they were critical drops that really ended drives. Uh, and if you're going to try and win, get to the Super Bowl, you cannot have those misplays. I thought Jared Goff played amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, dealing with the pressure, uh, you know, stepping up in the pocket a couple times, giving his wide receiver chances. Um, you know, and the one thing I loved. You know, it never felt like Detroit was going to shy away from who they are. Uh, they ran the ball on third downs. There were a couple of times Jameer Gibbs uh, got some draws or, you know, uh, you know, just ran out of the backfield. Um, you know, that was just staying on their time. Uh, and when we talk about staying on their time, that it does mean going for fourth downs mm-hmm. uh, in the fourth downs. You know, they're not in the Super They're not in the conference championship without going for on fourth down. Um, that's Dan Campbell's motto. That's their team motto. Um, but it came back to bite them in the butt uh, at some critical times. Instead of going for a field goal late, you know, then they they try to go for a fourth down conversion and, you know, they get bit by it. I And I hear you um, on the aggression getting them there. But late in the game, I think they should have kicked the field goal. And I've seen stats that say Badgley was not automatic from that distance. So I understand there. And maybe they didn't trust the kicker. But I thought maybe give the team a chance, kick the field goal, play some defense, and see what happens. But you're right. The aggression's what got them here. So you don't think, though, you second-guess the second one going for it? I maybe get the one earlier in the half. But you you don't regret that one? As a defender, yeah, I regret it because I'm like, bro, you just put me back on the field, you know, instead of being down seven, now we're down 10. Um, but, you know, I can't get mad at them because that's just the motto they go by. You know, if, if, it, if it was something where it was, you know, I think that if we, if we look at the calculations and we look at how people view it, it's like Detroit's always going for it. You know, Detroit has been more aggressive than any other team. If you play the numbers, why wouldn't they go for it if they're always used to going for it? So in in that regard, that's just the way they were. They got to this point and they went with the same mantra. I can't be mad at that. Yeah, I hear you. And I understand you got to go with what got you there. And that's who he is. Yeah. That's what he's built that whole program off of. So you got to live and die with it. Um, one thing I do want to say that I thought changed in the second half. Brock Purdy, got to give him credit. Uh, I think he is talked about a lot of a game manager. What is he? The guy used his feet in the second half. And that really seemed like the difference that when guys had turned their heads in the secondary, he was taking off and really killing the the lions with that. Yeah. You know, um, Detroit runs this scheme where they have these wide nines and, you know, sometimes even though if they're bulling and, you know, playing into the tackle, it leaves those B gaps a little bit more looser than they should be. Um, a couple of times you just could, you see, Aiden Hutchinson getting held or, you know, another defender, Aline McNeil or Tyson. Tyson had a, a sack late. Props to Tyson for that. But, um, you know, if you look at this game, those B-gaps were very critical 
uh, plays where Purdy took it, uh, the ball in his hands and ran with it. You know, he had success early. Um, he was looking at one read, and once it was gone, he was bolting for the, for the first down. And to make those direct decisions that fast really put the 49ers in the driver's seat and put the Detroit Lions uh, on the back burner. Yeah, I mean, five rushers for 48 yards, man. Those are backbreakers, and that kind of explains why McCaffrey maybe doesn't get to 100, right? Because Purdy, mm-hmm. late in the game, it felt like every time they needed a big play, he would just take off. And I'm like, I didn't know this guy had speed like that, man. He was out running some dudes. I'm like, who is this? Hey, man, you might even look fast out there. <laughs> but he was, man, I got to give him credit, though. He, he adjusted the second half because I texted you. I'm like... Man, it's going to get real loud for him because that first half, I didn't think he looked very good. I thought he looked a little shaky, but man, he made the plays late and they have a great team, man. I really, it's really hard to stop all the guys there with Debo and Ayuk. And I mean, Juszczyk was huge today. He made a couple plays big in the past game. So really good job by the 49ers this afternoon to come back and win that game. Yeah, you know, when you look at this 49ers team, they really got two running backs in Christian McCafferty and I look at Debo Samuel as another running back. Um, you know, Ayuk making big plays every time they needed him. Um, the one play I will say Purdy made that I was like, why the hell did you even throw this? Is the one he threw across his body when he was running and Jennings caught it with one hand. And I was like, <laughs> bro, you know, you're lucky you made that play because he, your coach was probably kicking and screaming if, 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 if it goes incomplete or gets picked off. Um, yeah. but you know, you know, you gotta have some nuts to do it. And he did it. Yeah. That's what I mean. There were a couple plays in the first half that I'm like, he looks a little shaky. He just did not look comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, but Hey, kudos to them, man. They adjusted. I mean, at one point they had outscored the Lions 27, nothing in the second half and really just yeah. took the game over. So great job by them. I think we, we kind of, well, you actually picked the Lions to win that game. So you're wrong on that one. I'm sorry to say that. Oh, I'm wrong. Yeah, I know. Surprise. They might have covered, though. I don't know if you care about that. They might have covered. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, you were oh, always Thanks, Tucker. Picks. Thanks, Tucker, for my <laughs> 0 2 wins pick. I want to hear Tucker's picks. We don't get to hear what Tucker got to say, but, you know, we'll find out for you guys later. Yeah, but I'll say this. He doesn't play the game. We would expect you to be better at picking who's going to win these things because you actually play and you, you've scouted these teams. But it was kind of shocking that you were so wrong. So wrong. Actually, I don't think I was wrong because if we look at it, I probably got the points right. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. I think a lot of people thought the Lions were going to get crushed today. And and yeah. I'll tell you what, for three and a half quarters, man, they were the better team, it felt like. Yeah. Um, and just, you no, know. No, for terrible. one half. For one half, they, yeah. they were the better team. <laughs> uh, well, let me ask you this, too. And I asked you this. All right, if you're a Lions fan, would you have rather gotten blown out today? Or would you have been booking your tickets to the Super Bowl that you lose like that? I say get blown out. I don't want to lose like that, man. That was heartbreaking to watch. <laughs> I don't even know if I have an opinion on this, but I kept thinking about how Eminem was in the in the building and he was flipping <laughs> everybody off. And I was like, bro, what really happened in that moment when he was like, oh, shoot. I just flicked off everybody in the stands. And now I'm about to look like a complete idiot. Uh, you know. I feel bad for Detroit because I feel like this was their moment, man. I, everybody was talking about they've never been here. They haven't done this. Um, you know, from the ashes, they are arising. And you're like, okay, Lions are about to do it. They're about to, they're about to show the world. And, um, you know, first half, you're like, shoot, they're right on point. They know what they're doing. Second half, 
different story uh went back to ashes <laughs> and <Yeah>. so <laughs> I'm just upset cam we're not going to be able to get a taylor swift versus eminem uh Ooh. you know Ooh, that would have been spicy oh would that not have been fun oh. man both of them in their boxes maybe put them in the same box oh that would have been that would have been great that would no been- i'd rather see eminem versus jackson mahomes i think that would have been even funnier that would have been good too i, I would, <laughs> I would have liked to see them interact pre-game on the field together for sure Oh, so we got Taylor Swift versus E40. E40, That's yeah. Gonna, yeah. Can you well, you think Taylor Swift knows one E40 song? Oh, man, I'm I'm gonna lean no on that, but I could be wrong. I mean, she might be a music person. Maybe she does. I don't know. I'm doubting that though. They should they should meet though pregame for sure. But do you think E40 knows one Taylor Swift song? I'm willing to bet he does. I bet he can name one. I bet he can name one. I don't know why I think E40 can do it and she can't. So maybe she, maybe she's the biggest E40 fan ever, and this is going to be dream come true for her. Oh, okay. Maybe we can get a collab. That would that would be a hell of a collab. Well, that would be great. That would be Sneak awesome. and Usher in there, too? Uh-huh. There we yeah, go. They all just join at halftime. That's the big thing. It's a halftime <laughs> performance by Taylor and E40. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words. Caesar's Rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the type of benefits only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app. It's an empire. 21 and over must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's one 800 426-2537. Or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with the Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to the Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, well, let's switch to the next game. Obviously, we've let it out the bag that Taylor Swift and the Chiefs are moving on to another Super Bowl. Uh, went into Baltimore and won, man. I mean, what'd you see? Uh, you know, we had not seen a team do that to Baltimore all year, right? Who told you that? Uh, I, I just saw Dan Orlovsky say it, so I figured that's that had to be true. Oh, yeah. You know, whatever whatever the media says is true, right? <laughs> um, you know, uh, I like to think uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and other teams this year have shown how to beat the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, it wasn't like they were undefeated all year. Um, but you know, uh, you look at the game plan. Um, the one thing I was really shocked with the Baltimore Ravens run the ball more than anybody. And you, you got, you got these behemoths at at your offensive line. Um, you got Patrick Ricard, um, you know, you got running backs, you got Gus Edwards, you got, uh, Justice Hill. Uh, I know Lamar can run with his feet. How do you only get 16 rushes, 10 from Lamar, six from your running back, how do you not run the ball enough? You you look at this game and, you know, it's a 17-10 game. It's not like it was out of reach and they were playing catch-up the entire time. Like, you know, this was the type of game that this is this favors Baltimore style. You've got to run the ball. Um, I, I, that just seemed very inaccurate to not muck up the waters and say – Okay, yeah, you want to you want to make it a slugfest. You want to make it a, a grind it out type of game. Baltimore Ravens do that, mm-hmm. you know. And I know they were four and four in uh, one in close scoring games. Um, you know, they when they are up by ten, you know, they're they're running away with the games. Uh, but to know that, like, you didn't you didn't capitalize on the type of game you wanted that's got to break your heart more than anything. I don't want to correct you, actually. Eight rushes for Lamar. They gave uh, two to Zay Flowers as well. So three from Gus Edwards, three from Justice Hill, two to Zay Flowers. So he only had eight carries. And it's funny, they ran it really well, actually. They ran it for five yards a touch, but 16 times. I mean, how do you explain that? Is it Todd Monken just getting in the flow of the game and almost like forgetting to run the football? Or what happened? Maybe the Chiefs gave them different looks. I just could not believe especially when last week Buffalo ran for 182 yards on them. You figured the formula was right there to do it. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, Casey, when you look at Casey, um, they can lull you to sleep and say, um, run the ball, you know, or, you know. But I think a lot of teams get caught up in trying to play, let's keep up with Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Let, let's let's try to, you know, make this game a, a high-scoring game and go – tit for tat for that and say, you know, if they score, we score, you know, sometimes you got to just, you just keep rolling with what you've been doing. Um, you, this type of game, uh, in, in games before you, you look at the prominent quarterbacks and you have a defense that's been thriving all year, run the ball, give your, give your defense a chance to breathe, mess up the momentum, mess with the time. You want to have that, that you don't want to be you don't want to be playing fast with Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You get in the fast game with Pat Mahomes, they'll make you you'll know, make you you bleed. You know, especially one thing I know Casey's really good at uh scoring before half and then getting the ball back. That is their sweet spot. 
That's where they capitalize on everything. They want you to, you know, play the fast game and then, oh, looks like we have the ball again, got a field goal at the end, then we get the ball at half, boom, you're down 10 points. Um, and so those, those situations play to their favor. Um, you know, I thought Lamar played okay, but I just don't think they had the running game to really support how they've played, they've played all season. I think I would will be willing to guess Lamar would say that's one of the poorer games he played, though. I didn't think he was that accurate. Um, I, I just didn't. And I thought he probably could have run more, too. But I, I, I look at these numbers, Cam, and I think Kansas City still stuck with the run. They ran it 32 times for 89 yards. They only averaged 2.8 yards a carry, right? So they still stuck with it. And it's crazy to think Baltimore got away into a pass-happy situation because, I mean, as a defender, I know you always say 17 is the number, right? 17. Right. <clears throat> if I had said to the Ravens on Thursday, you guys are going to give up 17 points, they would have said, we're going to win that game. They would have said, bet, sign me up. We, mm-hmm. We're booking our tickets to Las Vegas. Um, you know, and that that fumble, man, that fumble by Zay Flowers, oh. you, you look at that, that's the – that <laughs> besides the way they ran, that's the outstanding play where it comes back to bite you because you get that down three – then you only need a field goal. You you get your field goal late, and you're looking at a tie ball game, even with the ugliest, ugly ugliness of this game. Um, and so I can't really fault Lamar in that regard because I put it on the dot. I I gave you the chance to get in. We just didn't punch it in at the at the right time. I was I was like surprised it wasn't a touchdown. I was like, oh snap, you know, to not only go in not get the touchdown, put them back at the 20. It's just, that's a change of chain. That's a, a momentum. weighty it, down. It it's changed, a weighty down. It changed yes. the entire game. And you got to give the Kansas City credit, man. When they needed to make the plays, they made the plays. And it's funny, mm-hmm. you know, that fumble at the goal line, which by the yeah. way, I know it's so much easier said than done. But if it's not, if, unless it's fourth down, do not, do not stick that ball out. Just hold on to yeah. it because he gets a first down and they're going to score on that no matter what. And then Lamar throwing the pick in the end zone late killed them too. It just it mm-hmm. felt like every time Baltimore got something going, they just made a mistake. And who's been one of the best teams in the league all year? They had not played like that all year. And I would I could imagine they are really frustrated today, uh, especially yeah. defensive players, because like you said, we didn't do what we do right, and and we played yeah. great defensively. I mean, you could not have played any better. Kyle, is it Kyle Hamilton? Yeah, Dude, it was all that over the guy is everywhere i mean mm-hmm. they have a great defense there is no way yeah. around it and and i i feel bad for those guys but as a as a steeler fan i mean you know who cares <laughs> i mean you know what i mean like who cares but a hell of a game and I, i'm with you the rushing numbers man I, i'll that'll be what we look back on and say wow um let me ask you this though did you see the pregame incident with tucker and kelsey and mahomes <laughs> did i see it man you, you you sent it to me like multiple times i had to because i want to know <laughs> who do you think was in the wrong there oh man um well first i was like wow the quarterback and the tight end group they're picking on the little kicker <laughs> uh i was like smart to pick on the one guy who's alone uh but then i was then you you brought this to my attention um you know, Tucker's got his his um, his holder out there, um, his, his kick is for field goals, just out there, and he's stretching. Um, and so, you know, he could have been anywhere doing that. So, uh, that's the annoying part with it. 
Um, you know, that's be like somebody picking on Coons. Shout out to Coons. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they find a way to uh, pick on the little guys that, uh, you know, sometimes deserve it. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's just messed up. Uh, first off, always got to throw a shout out our boy Coons. But by the way, we got to give Coons. him a shout out, man. I, I got this note. He was inducted to the Duquesne Hall of Fame. Wait. Weekend. <laughs> yes, he was. And I saw him give it a speech, and I, I just wanted him to know how proud we are here at Not Just Football of our boy for being inducted to a Hall of Fame. You haven't been inducted to a Hall of Fame yet, have you? I have not. Wow. I have not been inducted no, beat you. no Ohio State, no High School Hall of Fame, no Steelers. Hall of Fame. Man, Coots beat you. Well, it's like Coons has been in middle school, you know. It's like we're we're giving them participation trophy. Let me stop. Let me stop. Okay, uh, you don't know, be too hard on Coonsy. Come no, on. No, nice let me let me stop. Congratulations, Coons. We're very proud of you. Uh, not just football. You deserve it. We'd like to have you back. We know you have a busy schedule nowadays since you're a Hall of Famer. Uh, hopefully, we see you out in Vegas. Nice, very nice. So cut that up and make sure he gets that directly. Yeah. Dude. He won't believe it if you said that. Uh, what did you notice today that Kansas City was able to do to really give Lamar trouble and Baltimore trouble? Um, I just think, um, you know, one a couple times they had spies early on, and I don't sometimes I don't believe in spies. I think you got to rush with your four, you got to rush smart, you got to um, take what the defenses get you. I think the turnovers, um, Legere Sneed, I think finds a way to make big plays, mm-hmm. um, whether it's him defending a wide receiver. Uh, he, he, he got Zay Flowers to bite on, on a taunt penalty, and um, then he, he caused a fumble. Um, you know, Legereus Need has been, I think, the def- defensive MVP for that group. He's going to make big money. I think he's a free agent this year, and that guy's earned some cash. And you're right. So what do you think about that, that uh, Zay Flowers penalty? Were you uh... – you should. They should let the guys taunt first off. I'm cool if they want. Like, who cares what he did? But it probably is a penalty, correct? It's a penalty, but like, let's get something straight. This game, there was so much chippiness. Um, I love the way Travis Kelsey played in this game. He was having some fun, and um, you know, he got after it. And so, this game, you gotta let that go. You got. I don't think you can really sweat those those taunt penalties in such critical moments. Because in the playoffs, you're letting everything go. The amount of holdings they mm-hmm. haven't called have been horrendous. Um, you're letting a lot of just jawing back and forth. Of course, there's going to be taunting penalties because you just you you've created it, um, and it, it starts from the get. You could have thrown so many penalties in this game to con- get control of this game early. You didn't. And so all the jawing back and forth just led to that. And, you know, you're, you're looking at everybody's IG, everybody's going back and forth. It's because of the bad blood that was in that game that was created early in that game. So, um, you know, everybody likes to be petty, especially when you win. I definitely thought there were some missed calls too, though. There was a couple, like an illegal contact on Likely twice, I think, actually. I mean, even the ball that got picked off in the end zone, I know he threw it into triple coverage, but it definitely felt like contact was early. Um but uh, I got one more thing I want to ask you about this game. Did you? I think sure. I, I think we said it to you the uh, the Kadarius Tony Instagram live uh, where he claims he wasn't really hurt uh, and that the Chiefs are lying about his injury. Do you think he's going to be in Vegas next week at Radio Row? We can maybe yeah. get him to come yeah. on the show and tell us what's going on, folks. We need to get Kadarius Tony on the show, and he needs to spill the beans. Uh, and tell us uh, that he's going to play in the Super Bowl and that he is going to be on the team. Um, 
homeboy just worked his way to the Super Bowl, and my ass is at home right now. So we were both at home, and somehow he's still going to the Super Bowl. I don't know how that works, but uh, you know, it's uh, I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't understand how IG Live has become the way to just you know share your side of the story. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, and man, if KC wins, Kadarius Tony's still winning. I man, I will say he kind of went hard on the organization. I I have to wonder if they'll have him in Vegas. Um, have you ever heard of that though, where a guy was scratched, healthy scratch, but a team maybe put out that he was injured? Um, uh, yeah, me. Oh God, I mean, <laughs> I guess the thing is, is that not kind of like switch? That's that's got to be against the rules, I'm right? Kidding. You can't lie about an injury and then the guys come out like I'm not really hurt. Well, they they did say it was a personal matter too, so they kind of covered their. Okay. They, okay. He was having a baby as well. He wasn't, but his wife was. Um, and so. <laughs> Thanks um, for clarifying that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, they did clarify that there was a personal matter as well. I didn't know it was there was something else with that personal matter. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Okay. Well, thank you for that. And I, you know, I appreciate you clearing up about Kadarius and his, and the baby. Uh, yeah. Uh, you got a favorite? Or you, who, who do you like early pick in the Super Bowl? Uh, Kadarius Tony. <laughs> so you're going with the Chiefs. You know what's good, man? I gotta say, we were at that game last no. year. He made a he made a bunch of big plays in that game last year. He so they did. might need him in this game. Who knows? Watch he comes out. He's the one that leads him out the tunnel. It'd be crazy. Um, but I actually think I'm gonna go with the the 49ers. Um, I think they played the best ball all year long. Um, you know, I know everybody likes to make a big deal about Purdy, but the rest of their team is completely stacked. You got Fred Warner and Greenlaw. You got Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, um, and and company. Yeah, Chase you know, Young. I mean, yeah, Chase Young. Yeah, and you know, I just think that group. We like to talk about their offense, but the defense really drives the ship and makes up for plays late. Yeah, no, it should be a good one. I'll be interested to see who's favored in that game. I'm guessing San Francisco, but we'll see. I'm not really sure. And the one thing you got to watch is uh Thune, the all pro left guard for Casey is he going to be able to come back uh, I know he had a pectoral injury so um you know if it's torn off the bone he's not going to be able to come back and so a guy like Javon Hargrave or um Eric Armstead have got to take advantage of that that matchup yeah no that'll be an interesting one to watch I I don't know if he's officially out for the year so maybe he might try and play but that is a big loss if he is um Mm -hmm. all right so you've got you've got 49ers though early that could change though I'm going to give you the out here next week when we talk next okay sure you're already you're over I mean you were over your last two this weekend you only I mean so it's 50 50 shot you weren't very good so I don't care This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, I need some information here. We got... Yes, you need some information. The Steelers interviewed former Falcons head coach Arthur Smith to be the offensive coordinator 
is he going to get hired? Can you tell me where we're at on the on the LFC search? I know you don't like to play GM, but play GM. I don't know. <laughs> they don't call you to talk about this. The defense. No. They don't call the defensive leader to, to talk about who the OC is going to be. No. <laughs> All right. Well, let me ask this: Does Arthur Smith's style fit what you think the Pittsburgh Steelers want to do? Um. You know, I think if you look at what he did in Tennessee, um, you know, having, um, you know, Derrick Henry, uh, I think he won the MVP while he was there. Um, and Tannehill played very well that year as well. So um, he's he's definitely had a lot of success. Um, I know last year um, wasn't a lot of success and, you know, things went wrong. And uh, that's the reason why he was fired. But, um, yeah, he's an OC. Nice. He is an OC. And I'm, it's funny about him. I think it's the mustache. But I told you, I was like, he's like in his 50s. Then I looked him up and like, dude's 41. So he's not that old. I figured he was yeah. older than that. Uh, you, you just want one of these young Sean McVay types. That's all you want. That's yeah. all you care about. Not you Cliff care Kingsbury. About... Not Cliff Kingsbury. No yeah, that's what you, you want. You want some listen, Kingsbury. Listen. That's all you want. He, you don't even know if he got an interview. It's just because people say he got an interview. Well, did he get an interview? Because I know that I Peter know. King said that he did. I mean, you don't know. No, Peter King's probably more in the in the in the Steelers facility than me right now. Yeah, I just know Kingsbury. I'll take. I mean, I just I I, I have this. Why don't theory, you like Kingsbury? I, I like him, but I have this theory that he gets a lot of his his jobs just because he's good looking. It helps. I think it really helps. <laughs> no, he coached Pat Mahomes, and they didn't win any games. <laughs> I, that was my point. That's my point. Like. I don't know. He's probably a really good quarterback. I know. Good OC. He's probably going to be the OC. So let me just shut up. <laughs> uh, speaking of coaches, though, uh, you shocked Belichick. Didn't Belichick's not going to end up anywhere? I don't think this year. Um, am I shocked? What? How old is he now? He's in his seventies, but still, I mean, but there's rumors that he may try to come back um, next year, and possibly. So he's seventy-one. Um, you know, this is what I'm going to say. Bill Belichick needs to go ahead and coach in college. Michigan. Oh, no. <laughs> Michigan just hired Shrubbore. We're good. We're good. We don't need to We're good. No, I, I'm kidding around because I feel like Bill Belichick would hate college. He would hate no. having to, to, you know. NIL would not. He would not oh, like my. He would not Could like you imagine him trying to recruit somebody from the transfer portal? No. He has enough, he has enough problems with the free agency. I couldn't even imagine transfer portal. <laughs> um, but you know, I think he's looking for the right job. Um, you know, when you look at Belichick, I don't think it's just him head coaching. He wants to have full say over personnel. So um it needs to be a situation where he can do both um and have that, you know, that power to make those type of decisions. Of the new coaching hires, who do you think's the mo the gonna be the most successful? So what you got? You got our boy and in, in, in with the Chargers. I mean, let's be real. That's probably the answer to wait, go with. Wait, wait, our boy or your boy? Our boy. Get that right. It's it's your big boy. Jim. Big Jim, big baby. Jim. Big Jim. First of all, you can't say our. He's never been on not just football, so he's That's not crazy. our boy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, there's Big Jim in in uh, L.A. Um, there's Raheem in Atlanta. I actually think he's a great hire. Um, everybody's you know, saying he, that everybody has rave reviews about him. And I know he wasn't, um, that successful his first go around with it, but I mean, Shanahan co-signed for him. 
Tomlin's co-signed for him. I mean, it's mm -hmm. a lot of guys really like working with him. Yeah, I think he's going to be a great hire. I also think Gerard Mayo, um, mm. you know, I think um, his, he's going to – he could be very similar to D'Amico Ryan's type mm. of thing where just having that uh, unique ability to coach from being a player to now being a coach I think is really cool to see. Um, I don't know if I could do that, but, uh, you know, seeing these guys get these opportunities is pretty special. Oh, and Antonio Pierce, I was going to say – Antonio like, how do we not talk about that? I'm rooting for him. I, I really hope because the way that team looked like felt like they turned when he became the coach, and I'm I'm hoping he does well. I really do. Well, I think he brings that Raiders nastiness. Mm -hmm. uh, it felt like you know they were beating up on KC this past year because it was that Raiders nastiness, um, and so you look for him to instill more of that this upcoming year. Yeah, and I think, too, when you get Max Crosby and, and Devontae Adams coming out, backing you up, that's got to give you even more confidence that you can do the job, too. So hoping he does mm -hmm. well, too. Um, but I still think it's Jim. I think Justin Herbert and him is a great match. So I think that's who's going to sure. be the coach. Uh, all right, one last thing on the coaches, though. And I, let me ask this. You talked about Bill going back to college. Right. Duke yeah. Dog wants Pete Carroll to go back to USC. Now, they got Lincoln Riley, so I don't think they necessarily need him. How do you think Pete Carroll would do at USC right now? Pete Carroll have him fired up. You think? Pete, Pete Carroll would have him fired up. Um, Pete Carroll is probably the one reason I considered you going to USC. Really? Um, yeah. He was that dude in college, and I feel like he brings that swag. He knows for how old he is. He knows how to relate to players. He knows how to, you know, keep it loose. Um and he'd be great to get back in college football again. Like, we don't have those cool personalities like who who's the coolest coach in college football right now coolest yes. um i mean there's a lot of dorks in college football Ex i mean a there lot are, of ton uh, ton uh, uh, your your guy at Notre Dame, he looks oh, prime, cool. prime's probably the coolest. Prime, Dion, Dion's the coolest. That Dion yeah. is the coolest. Um, but yeah, is it uh, will uh, Marcus Freeman? Yeah, he seems cool. Like, but like Ryan Day seems like a total nerd. Like total nerd. Total nerd. And Kirby Smart can obviously recruit, but like the visor and stuff too. Man, just kind of seems like a nerd. But but hey, they're all good coaches. Uh, oh, Dabo Sweeney. Absolutely, Dabba Sweeney's a nerd. <laughs> Total nerd, man. Like, uh, wait, give me, give me your Pete Carroll recruiting story. What was the pitch? I don't remember the pitch. No, That's, that, did you go to LA for a recruiting? No, visit? no, because um, I made my decision decision before I was going to go out to LA, and I remember getting on the phone, talked to Pete Carroll, um. T Mac, I forget who that is. Uh, Coach Ogeron was there at the time. Mm. Um, he would have been so, your coach, right? He was D. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, God, Coach O stories would have been great. I think he might have said one or two words on there. And I was like, I don't understand what he's saying, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, you could just tell by the way uh, Coach Carroll is and how laid back he is, but. Um, he gets his players to play hard. So, man, he'd be fun to see back. And, you know, what if you went to, what if he just went to UW and just said, hey, I'll take that team over and I'll turn that team around? That would be kind of fun. They hired somebody, but I, but it would be fun just to see him go back and recruit. Because I do think he has a more personality that's fit more for college than like a Bill Belichick. or even, yes. but, I, but honestly, I didn't think Saban had that personality, but honestly, he clearly did. And, you know, the, it 
worked really well for him. So maybe Bill would be great in college. Who knows? You never know. Yeah, you, you never, never know. know. Um, all right, last question here. I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, must be a tough one. Favorite fry. This came up Favorite on Instagram fry. today. Favorite fry from a fast food restaurant. What do you got? Ooh. Um. Hmm. Favorite fries. Oh, man. Who's got some good fries? I mean, obviously, Chick-fil-A waffle fry. Delicious. Delicious. Very um, good. You can't go wrong with that. And I, um, I'm not going to lie. Traditional McDonald's fries are good. They're good. Um, no I, comment we, on that. We got into an argument about this before the show, but Arby's. Arby's fries. Oh. The curly fry. Do not hate on the curly fry. It is a great fry. The curly fries are all right, but... McDonald's fries and Burger King fries are straight trash. Mm, not straight trash. trash. Not trash. Trash. No. Water trash. Like I won't. I won't. Even, like if you could offer me Burger King fries and I ain't taking them. That's that is that's just a lie. Like that's a lie. Those aren't those aren't even the best Burger King fries. That's a lie. You, got, you would you definitely eat Burger King fries if that's all we had. You I would. Like, I would eat the chicken burger. fries. I would eat the chicken fries before I eat the regular fries. You'd also eat the regular fries. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Um, you know, there's there's five guy fries where they See, just give they you a cheat. abundance. They cheat because they give you so many. Like they just that, give you a brown paper bag full of fries. And then it's like, which ones are you getting? You getting the Cajun seasoning, or are you just getting the regular? So like, there's that's that's not. I mean, the they cheat. They can't give you that many. They should be eliminated for that for that purpose. No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Um. Someone put on here Shake Shack fries. Yeah, nobody goes to Shake Shack for their fries. No. Shake Shack fries are just like uh they look like Culver's, the crinkle fries. Don't don't bring up that name. Oh, Culver's, man. It. And listen, Culver's, we're not even talking about fries. We're talking about cheese curds, baby. Nobody else makes cheese curds. Wow. That's Congratulations. The That's the point, though. Okay. Um, if I go out for fries alone, I'm probably gonna go. Chick-fil-A's waffle fries, you know, you can dip those in Polynesian sauce, Chick-fil-A sauce, uh, barbecue sauce, um, honey mustard. You just can't go wrong with good Chick-fil-A fries. All right, you can only pick one sauce from Chick-fil-A, though. What is it? Polynesian. That Chick-fil-A Bro, that, sauce is good, man. It, they're both good. Great. They're both great. Bro, but the Polynesian both, goes both crazy. They're both it goes great. crazy. They are both It great. goes crazy. You can't uh, go wrong. You can't. You're probably right on Polynesian, but I don't think people would say that. I think most people would go Chick-fil-A sauce. No. I do. I do. But no. I love Polynesian. It's great. Yes. What, what's your fry of choice? I If I'm going fast food, I think I'd probably go Arby's. But the, but the Chick-fil-A one's not bad. I'd probably go Arby's, though. A little a curly fry, man, there's, there's just that just takes me back to my childhood. So this is the one thing with Wendy's fries. They're great to dip in Frosties. The Frosty. Oh, absolutely. 100%. So a Wendy's fry with a Frosty does help the situation. I can't. But see, let's be real. If you took a Chick-fil-A fry and dipped it in a Wendy's Frosty, it'd probably be just as delicious. But you can't do that. They're not. They're you, separate no, you, you definitely can they're do separate. it. You definitely can do it. It's fine. That is a... That is a true fat boy. No, I mean, you, know, you, you went to both. You went and got the, yeah. I mean, hey, listen, I agree. But you could do it. You you could do it, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Uh, but, you know, I, I I think it all matters with condiments because if you're going to have some McDonald's fries, you got to have a sweet and sour sauce. If 
five guys you only get stuck with ketchup like <laughs> in shake shack you that's only get stuck true. with ketchup too that's fair that's a fair that's a fair assessment that the condiment is going to matter and you're right five guys ain't giving you no like chick-fil-a or polynesian no um, they no. just aren't that's a fair point that's very five fair. guys you're getting fries and you might get some peanuts um do you think you could do a blind fry taste test and figure it out yes hands no down. shot no hands chance hands we down. will do this this will get done <laughs> we're gonna get five different fries and we're gonna do it absolutely you could never do it i would like to do a burger challenge too get a little burger from each place and see if you could tell the difference no way can we do this with like healthier food why does it have to be like i mean i guess we could it's just not as fun <laughs> i mean yeah, it's not as fun i mean yeah i guess but no oh, tucker, tucker wants to do pizza wow we can tell who listens to barstool I mean, listen, I'll do a pizza contest too, but you, we should do a, a blind eating fry contest. You, I, I don't even think you'll get three of five, right? I don't. I, I would like those odds. I don't. I, I don't think you odds. could even get three of five. No I, shot. I could definitely tell if no we chance. do all six of these or the problem, all five. Okay. Here's the issue. Here's the issue. <laughs> Chick-fil-A can't be in it because once you touch it, you'll know. Chick-fil-A <laughs> well, and Arby's can't be in it. Well, Shake Shack, I'm going to know too when it's a, it's a damn crinkly fry. It's a crinkle, but, I, but it'll be from Culver's. It won't be Shake Shack, and you're going to say Shake First Shack. First of all, you're not going to find a Culver's in Vegas. Maybe not, but we'll try. <laughs> we'll try. If Culver's is listening to this, send some fries to Vegas for us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have TJ Watt do it. Doesn't he? He likes Culver's. Have him get the Culver's to do it. Yeah. I'll just have him fly to his PJ, then bring some Culver's, and we'll we'll take it from there. Tell T Sizzle um, to pick it up, Cam. T Sizzle on our way back from Tokyo. T Sizzle. Oh, okay. We got to bring up the one thing though. American what? Airlines oh, making I flights. Did, I did see this for KC to Vegas, and they're naming it 1989. How smart is that? Well, and I think the flight home from Vegas to KC is flight 87. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's it kind of sick how many people and how many companies try to capitalize on Taylor Swift's boyfriend being in the Super Bowl. Like it is kind of crazy that we're making it all about her. I feel bad for her, honestly, man. Um, why don't y'all exploit somebody else's relationship? I know, it's crazy. Right? Like, come on. It's crazy. Man. Like man. who's Purdy dating? Purdy's got to be dating somebody. Just, just make her the star. Come on. She probably works at Kinko's or something. And oh. so like, why, why, why don't you take advantage of that? They're not doing none of that. Like, like they literally are just gutting this relationship and exploiting for everything it's worth right now. They are, and it's only going to get worse the next two weeks, man. I'm telling you, it's it's going to be like. I wonder if she will be at uh, Media Day for the Chiefs just to show no, up. She's and, probably got a concert. Yeah. Bro. Well, she is. She's, she's in Tokyo. Have you not heard this? No. She's in Tokyo the night before the Super Bowl, and every people have already figured out that she can make it back in time for the game, though. So she. You will know, be- it's kind of scary how much you know, to, uh, Hayden. You know. I just read X. I'm not involved in any of that. I'm not a Swifty or anything. I just read X. Okay. I think I think we have a little Swifty on our hands in Hayden Walsh. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I don't I can't name a song. I think I can name an album, but I don't know if I can name a song. You could name a song. 1989 is an album. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, uh, well, marry me, Juliet. <laughs> marry me, Juliet. <laughs> that's that's the chorus, maybe. I don't know. I don't know her music. Oh God! All right, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to upset Swifties or anything. I'm just saying I don't. I know her album though, so that's good. So if anyone's in Vegas, please send Hayden any Taylor Swift gear or albums. 
immediately. Yeah. Um, Send me a playlist to, to listen yes. to on my way out to Vegas. All right. And on that note, that is the end of Not Just Football. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you like and subscribe. Um, we'll see you next week to prepare for either the Pro Bowl um, a little bit or we can talk more Super Bowl stuff. So we'll have some fun. Um, but uh, see you later. Bye.